Welcome back to Freedom Fridays. In this episode of Freedom Fridays, we discuss the controversial topic, is gender just a social construct? So is it something that is really something concrete or is it something we've made up? Um, and so as always in this series on apologetics, we go to the Bible first, and not only just in this series, but in uh, every discussion. We go to the Bible first, and we decide, what does God say about the issue? And so what does God say about the issue of gender? And I understand there's some wordplay going on, and uh, people redefining some words. And when we're talking in this discussion about gender, we're talking about um, the sex of a person, we're talking about their uh, inclinations. We're talking about the whole, the whole shooting match. And so when we go to Genesis chapter 1, if we want to look at what was it like from the beginning, verse 27 says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And so the Bible starts out at the very beginning by saying, God created humankind as male and female. Let's go to Genesis chapter 5 and verse 2. Uh, so verse 1 says, This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day when God created man, he created him in, in the likeness of God. Verse 2. He created them male and female, and he blessed them and named them man in the day when they were created. Now, man here is the generic uh, human. Um, it's, it's just the generic for the, uh, the, the kind that we are. We're not animals. We're not a, a lion, a tiger. We're not a, a dolphin. We're not a bird. We're man. And so he said he created them male and female. Down in chapter 6, verse 19, he says, And of every living thing, of all the flesh. Now this is where God is talking to Noah about the ark and setting up the ark and what he's to bring on the ark. And he says in... in uh, 6 verse 19 he says and of every living thing of all flesh you shall bring two of every kind into the ark to keep them alive with you they shall be male and female so it's not just people that he made male and female it's animals as well that he made man and female and birds and fish and and all of that so all of the the kinds have male and female in fact, if we continued on in chapter 7, down in verse 3, talking about the same thing, also of the birds of the sky by sevens, male and female, to keep offspring alive on the face of all the earth. You understand, do you see where he's getting to here? Not only the male and female, but there's reasons they're male and female. Verse 9, they went into the ark to Noah by twos, male and female, as God had commanded Noah. Down in verse 16, those that entered, male and female of all flesh, entered as God had commanded him, and the Lord closed it behind him. Speaking of the door, 
And so the purpose here for male and female, and one of the purposes given in Genesis 1 and 2 for God creating humankind to be male and female, was procreation. Procreation happens only if you are a male and a female. If you have a male and a female, they get together and you have procreation. Um, you don't get that. And, and if you think maleness is something other than that, um, you're incorrect. Uh, there are other things that go with it, but that is the defining factor. The defining factor of what a male is, what a female is, what a man is, what a woman is, what a boy is, what a girl is, is their biology. Uh, down in Genesis chapter 20, in verse 14, he says, Abimelech then took sheep and oxen and male and female servants and gave them to Abraham and restored his wife Sarah to him. So as part of the payment for taking Sarah, thinking she was single at the time, Abimelech gives to Abraham not only animals, but male and female servants. Male and female. We're not discussing today about slavery or servants or whether that's right or wrong. The issue is the servants were male and female. Down in Exodus chapter 20. This is the Ten Commandments that we find in Exodus chapter 20. You can find it in Exodus chapter 20 and Deuteronomy chapter 5. And uh, this is the Exodus 20 version, which is the same as Deuteronomy 5, so it doesn't make sense for us to do it twice. Um, Exodus chapter 20 in verse 10, speaking about the Sabbath day. God says, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall, do, you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male or female servant or your cattle or your sojourner who stays with you. And so he says, no matter what your gender is, whether you're, it's your son, whether it's your daughter, whether it's you, whether it's your male servant, your female servant, your wife, your, your mom, your dad, whoever's in your household, you are to observe the Sabbath. And it doesn't have anything to do with gender. Although gender is mentioned because there is a difference between uh, different people. And that's how you identify people. Down in verse 17, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. So you, you shouldn't, and here he's speaking to the guys and he says, you shouldn't covet your neighbor's wife. Um, and that was obvious in Genesis chapter 1 and again in Genesis chapter 2 that a man shall leave his father and mother and cling to his wife. A male shall leave his father and mother and cling to a female. That is going to be discussed more next week. Next week we're going to talk about marriage and we're going to talk about uh, God's design for sex, which is also very controversial today. But here we're talking about gender, and there is a male, and there is a female, and there is a vast difference. Down in chapter 21, verse 20, he says, 
If a man strikes his male or female slave with a rod and he dies at his hand, he shall be punished. Again, a male or female. It didn't matter which one. If you beat your male or female servant, you're going to be punished. It's, it's not acceptable. Uh, verse 26. If a man strikes the eye of his male or female slave and destroys it, he shall let him go free on account of his eye. Um, again, the male or female. It doesn't matter. Uh, the same punishment because the value isn't different. In God's sight, the value isn't different. It's the, the, but there is a difference between a male servant and a female servant. If you don't think so, um, look historically and think of which uh, tasks were assigned to which one. And it wasn't just because of social norms. You're going to get a whole lot more plowing in your field out of a male servant than you are out of a female servant. And before you get all offended about that, it's just the facts. It's just the way they're built. We can see it now today when we look at the sports that have been opened up to whoever decides they want to feel like whatever that day. Um, guys who say they feel like a woman um, end up competing in women's sports and... We had an MMA fighter not too long ago that uh, had their skull cracked open because they were fighting a man and not a woman. And so it's just the way biology works. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry, but that's the way it works. Deuteronomy chapter 4 in verse 16. So that you do not act corruptly and make a graven image for yourselves in the form of any figure, the likeness of male or female. So God is talking about idols here. And he says, when you make it, don't make it. Don't make it male. Don't make it female. Don't make it at all. But he's making a distinction. And when we look at historical records and historical archaeological finds, we see Different idols made male and different idols made female. And it's very obvious when they're male or female, it, when they're carved out. Um, and so he says, none of that. Matthew chapter 19. And here I just pulled off my marker. So it's going to take me a second to get to there. Matthew chapter 19. Starting in verse 4, and he answered and said, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? This is Jesus speaking to the Pharisees who were talking about divorce. And we're not going to talk about the divorce aspect today, but he says to them, From the beginning, God created them male and female. Verse 5, and said, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother. His father, who is male, his mother, who is female, and joined to his wife, who is female, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. And so Jesus says, in the beginning, God created them with two different genders. There are not three genders. There's not male, female, and something else you decide. 
There's not four or five genders. There's not only one gender. It's not that we're all the same. He created Adam, and then he created Eve as a complement to Adam. And without the two, you don't get um, a oneness, and you don't get procreation as we talked about before. Mark chapter 10 and verses 6 through 9 are the same uh, instance, but Jesus uh, said to them, because of your hardness of your heart, he wrote you this commandment, verse 6, but from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, and the two shall become one flesh, so that they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. And he's very clear that there are males and there are females. Uh, Galatians chapter 3 and verse 28. He says, There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Some have used this verse to say, Ah, see, right there. Right there. Paul says there is no male or female. Well, if that's the case, then you don't have any ethnic heritage either. Because you can't say you're a Jew or a Greek. It can't say, you can't say whether you're slave or whether you're free. Uh, what he's not saying there, he's not making a case for whether gender is really real. He's not making that case at all. In fact, in the context of it, He's saying in the, the verse previous to it, For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. Verse 29, the verse after it, And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to promise. He's talking about the promise. He's talking about the value in the sight of Christ. We're all saved by grace through faith doesn't matter where you're from. doesn't matter your heritage. It doesn't matter your gender. It doesn't matter whether you're a slave or a free man or woman. It doesn't matter. That's the point there. It has nothing to do. In fact, the fact, the very fact that he mentions that there is neither man or, or male or female acknowledges that there is male and female in the physical world. The very fact that it's mentioned at all. In fact, if we go through the Bible and we look at personal pronouns, and the personal pronouns that we've used throughout history prove to us that there are male and female. He, she, his, hers. And you know, collectively it'd be ours. But there's male and female. When we look at even uh, language structure in many of the Romance languages or the Latin-based languages, they have different genders of words that don't necessarily have to do with the physical gender. But there's male nouns and female nouns. And there are very few, but there, you know, like in Greek, there is three genders. There's a male, a female, and just a generic um, neuter noun. Now, that is not, again, saying that, oh, there are three genders. No, there are male or female, and at that point, in a, in a word, they were acknowledging words can be neither. 
but people are. People are always uh, referred to with pronouns that are either male or female. And that is not based on your feelings. Your gender is not based on your feelings. Your gender is based on your genetics. It's based on your biology. In fact, if we go back to Genesis, uh, again, to Genesis chapter 17, he talks about the covenant of circumcision. In verse 10, this is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised. So who would be circumcised if it's not really male or female? Because nobody wants that. Um, verse 11, And you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin. So he's defining even further for you. If you can't figure out what male and female is, the male has the flesh of the foreskin that needs to be circumcised according to the covenant between Abraham and God. And it shall be the sign of the covenant between me and you. And every male among you who is eight days old shall be circumcised throughout your generations. A servant who is born in the house or is brought, bought with money uh, from any foreigner uh, who is not of your descendants. A servant who is born in your house or who is bought with, with your money shall surely be circumcised. Thus shall my covenant be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. But an uncircumcised male who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, again, re reiterating what it is, that person shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. And so the part of the physical covenant between God and Abraham has a physical connotation and a physical component that says uh, males need to have circumcision. And so this covenant of circumcision just proves even further that there is a difference between male and female. We're not built the same. Uh, women don't have the, the extra flesh of their foreskin to be circumcised because they don't have that part. Um, it, it's biological. And one thing we need to realize is role does not equal value. Even though the Bible does say that there are different roles between men and women and boys and girls, does not mean there's different value between men and women, boys and girls. It just means that there are different roles, and it does indicate that there is a difference. There is a difference in design. Just like if I have two different uh, cups and one happens to be glass and tall, that design is for a cold beverage, generally, or, or something like that, whether it's water or juice or pop or whatnot, that's designed for that. But if I have one that's a little shorter, a little wider, and, and, and it's tapered down, has a handle on the side, that's designed for something hot like coffee or cocoa or tea or something like that. That, that mug is designed for a different purpose than the, the taller cup. Just like men are designed for a different purpose than women. If we were all the same, we'd all bear children, and we would all... Uh, father children, 
which is impossible, obviously. And and it just we're designed for a different purpose, all sorts of different purposes. Another thing that you need to realize is this whole concept of gender not being biological is the world's way of saying, I don't like the way God made me. I don't like the way God made me. I would rather be something else. Well, I'm going to remind you that God makes no mistakes. When he formed you in your mother's womb, which by the way, mother, gender, um, he made you the way he wanted you. He made you specifically your gender or sex that he created you for a purpose and for a design. And so instead of bucking what God has designed you for, you would be better off to look deeper and find out what is it? Why is it that God designed me to be a man or God designed you to be a woman or God designed you to, to with these parents and with, with these siblings? You know, why is it that God put you in this circumstance, in this nation, in, in this time? It, that'd be a more advantageous thing to look at. That would give you a whole lot more benefit than trying to just buck what God has already designed you for. But find out why. Because when you find out why, you're going to be able to complete your life. And it's going to be a whole lot more fulfilling because that is the way that God has designed you. It's kind of like trying to use a, uh, a car for off-roading. It's not designed for that purpose. It doesn't work so well. But if you have a four-wheel drive truck, it is designed for that purpose. In the same instance, I'm not going to take that four-wheel drive truck and race against a race car because it's not designed for that purpose. So thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Freedom Fridays. Mm -hmm.